What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Alex De Silva podcast. We hope you are well and having an amazing day, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. And welcome to another episode. Remember to like, subscribe, and leave a comment on whatever platform you're listening. Now, let's get on with the show with your host, Alex De Silva. What's going on, everyone? I hope you are well. Welcome to another episode. I hope you're having an amazing day. I hope life is good. And can you believe it? You know, 2023 is done. 2023 is done. And um, how has it been for you? How has 2023 been for you? This episode is about recapping you know, as as you've been listening through the journey and not just mine, you know, other people's journeys as well who have been going through this called a Requina syndrome, been surviving and thriving and struggling. And, and it's been really, really powerful. It's been very powerful. That's one way to describe it. Um, I wanted to, to recap because I had my surgery on the 25th of September and we are now coming up to the 25th of December. And I, you know, this is kind of three months and I wanted to, to recap, you know, it's the first quarter, as they say, it's the first quarter of, you know, going through this and started out post-surgery paralyzed. Um, everything was numb below the waist apart from my quads. So I can kind of bring my knees up but everything was like jelly, nothing was working. And since then, I've been able to, I've been learning to walk again. Everything is, as you know, I've been waking up. My left foot is still dropped, but there are uh, twinges, which is good. So the nerve is, is, is activated and it's getting stronger and stronger, which is, which is amazing. Um, but today as I lie here, um, in my in my bed doing this podcast there is a reason i tweaked my back today no reason whatsoever i bent forward just to 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 put my pants on and um a muscle in my in my back tweaked so i'm just lying flat on my bed because that's the most comfortable place for me i did call the doctors just to make sure because uh, i've never experienced this before so i don't know whether you know typically if i this is not unusual for me kind of just tweaking the muscle on on my back um this is something that has happened to me over the years but obviously post-surgery is something that i have to be a little bit more mindful of and just to be a little bit more careful um had a good extensive conversation with with the doctor and he said look you know from what you're describing it just seems like you know just muscle so he's prescribed some uh some painkillers which which I'll take and I'm just going to rest, you know, for, you know, for, for a little while, just keep moving lightly, you know, stretching. And I'm just going to try and massage, you know, the muscles lightly. Now, here is a good thing about this. It means that there is muscle growth. That's really positive. It means that there's muscle growth and it means that the muscles are growing and, you know, things are, are, are activating, which is huge. And, it's not pleasant, don't get me wrong, because, you know, not only am I still learning to walk again, although I'm on crutches, 
I have new splints, which are now just down to my ankle. So they wrap around my ankle and which means I can wear different shoes. Now I can wear shoes with laces. I can wear trainers, uh, which is quite cool. So it's nice. It's huge progression, huge progression. My right foot has kind of woken up. So the muscles are strengthening. I'm able to move my foot up and down, not to the lengths and strengths that I used to before, but my toes are moving backwards and forwards. I'm able to move my foot, you know, from side to side and I'm getting stronger. I'm getting stronger every single day. Um, yesterday, I like to challenge myself and I like to challenge myself safely. So every now and then when there's an opportunity for me to try and walk unassisted, I will do so. I been taking a few steps with the new splints because they're not supporting up to my knee. So the ones that I was wearing before, they came up my shin. So they were keeping my legs back because I, you know, I was hyperextending my knees and I didn't really have, or I was bending my knees. I wasn't able to bend my knees properly. So when I was first walking, my knees were still bent and these splints kind of pushed my knees back but not to the point where I was hyperextending. It was just, you know, the, the natural way that we walk. Um, so just with, you know, with relaxed, uh, relaxed knees. And whilst I was wearing those splints, I actually walked from my living room door all the way to, all the way across my living room, which was huge. The kids were cheering and my wife was cheering and we were all laughing. And um, it was really cool because I've never walked that far unassisted before. So that was really cool. So having then spoken to my physio, she then bought me uh, or got me the new splints, which are lower, and I've been getting used to them. So I got them on Monday and it's now Thursday. So I've been wearing them for, for four days and it's been, uh, I've just been getting used to them, but they are so much better. I went out yesterday and just walking around, even my wife said, she said, God, you can see the freedom in your walk. You almost, you just look like you're walking normally. And I fed back and said, yeah, you're absolutely right. Because the other splints, because they came up my shin, they were very restrictive. And as you know, walking down a street, walking on pavements, walking on and off pavements, walking up and down the stairs, you know, you're changing levels all the time. And these splints, because they were insole splints, they went under my soles. They they were really rigid anyway, because my feet had no movement, but also they went up my shin. So basically I was just walking like a stick, really. I had no real flexibility movement, especially if the, if the ground uh, was uneven. And um, I was able to kind of walk in downstairs. I was able to walk up steps, you know, with ease, just felt quite normal because my my legs are, are building a lot of strength, um, both my quads and as well as my glutes and my hamstrings. My calves are building slowly. There is some movement on my, my right calf, but not as much. So, you know, there's huge improvements in in three months, you know, from from being paralyzed to all of a sudden, you know, being able to walk. And I also took uh, some steps bare feet. I only took three because <laughs> I was close to the bed. But um, my wife and I were really geeked out. We we're like, oh, my God, you did it. That was so cool. So we were kind of laughing. And, you know, it, it's it's nice to be able to to celebrate these things because I've never been through this before. This is not, uh, you know, something that's, you know, I've kind of grown up with or you know something that I've been through before it's actually been 
it's a completely new experience. So for me, as much as it is hard, um, I'm trying to see the positive in everything. And I'll explain why. Because by being able to see the positive in things and take it however you want from this, whether you're going through your own CS journey or whether you are struggling with mental health, whether you're struggling with addiction, whether you're struggling with, you know, stress, anxiety, depression, whatever it may be, when you're struggling with with something that is mentally challenging, by finding a solution, because the brain will always find the problem and it's our job to find a solution. So the problem I have is my feet are dropped. My right one is improving. Um, and the muscles on the back of my legs basically all switched off. So my brain goes, okay, you're screwed because now you can't walk. My, I then have to take over. I have to gain control and say to myself, okay, how do we get out of this? So this is that fight or flight system. It kicks in, it's the protection mode, and it tells me, okay, you're in a really bad situation right now. How are you going to get yourself out? Now, there are two ways. You flight or you fight. And I've always been a fighter, so I'm always going to fight. I'm going to fight something. I'm going to fight a way out of this, which is the solution. So I, my way around this has been let's find a solution. Why? Because it's so easy to go into stress, to go into depression, to go into anxiety, to go into victim mode, to go in, oh, my God, am I ever like this morning? You know, I bent forward. I was sat on the toilet. I was done. I bent forward to go and pick my pants up and I pull my pants up to my knee. So then I get up and then I can kind of finish pulling them up. And my back went <laughs> so all of a sudden. I went, oh, for God's sake, my wife looked at me. She went, what? I said, oh, my back's just gone. She's like, oh, no, are you OK? And I was like, yeah, I mean, just I mean, just in pain. And um I then managed to get myself up, which I was, I was okay. I pulled my pants up and, you know, I went and sat down and started to figure out this situation. And I do this because if I go into victim mode, if I go into, oh my God, why does this keep happening to me? You know, uh, this is so annoying. And I start effing and blinding and cursing. I am saying these things to myself. I'm sending this message to my brain to reaffirm something's bad, something's wrong, and we need to, you know, to go into hypertension. The, the My muscles need to tense up even more. You know, I need to protect that area. You know, I need whatever needs to happen will happen. So I go into stress mode. The last thing I want is to do that. So what I do is I go into relaxation mode. I go into solution mode. I go into calm mode and I think about the situation. How do I sort this out? So I started, I went and lay down on the sofa. I have this footstool. So I lay down on the footstool, all the field pillows on the sofa. So I was, my lower back was flat on the footstool. I lifted my legs up and I was comfortable. Whilst I was comfortable, I started thinking. Okay, what can I do now? Because my 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 back is now flat. 
So once my back's flat, I can now go, okay, what can we do next? So I know that the first thing they need to do is find some medication. And thankfully, I've got some painkillers, which the doctor described when I left the hospital. I haven't been in any sort of pain, thank goodness, um, other than now. So I made use of what I had and I took some painkillers and um, it's improved a little bit. It's not really done the job completely, but it's helped for sure. Um, I'm able to kind of walk around and I sorted it out. So there is always a solution to any problem. It's how it's how we deal with it. How you deal with that is going to be the outcome. And for me, the outcome is never going to be going into misery. It's never going to be going into suffering because it's only going to cause more of that. And that's something that I've learned continuously over the last three months. I don't have the luxury of sitting and mumbling and moaning and crying and, and being in self-pity because the only way out of it in the end is going to be the solution. So why delay the solution? by going through the whole pain and rigmarole of, you know, of, of putting myself through, you know, unnecessary pain, whether that's mentally, physically, whatever it may be, when actually I can sit, I can remain calm, I can figure out the solution and go for the solution. And I'll be honest, I'm only sharing this as I'm experiencing it. I haven't been through this before. Everything I'm experiencing is the first time. Um, Previously, I would sit and suffer. I would sit in pain and I'll go for Christ's sake or for fuck's sake. I'm in pain. You know, this is such a fucking pain in the ass because, you know, now I can't move. I can't train. I can't go to work. I can't do this. And it, and if you're listening, this is how it would be. And I would go for days with this. I'd be stressed. I'd be anxious. I'd go into depression because I can't do the things, you know, that I would usually would be able to do pick up my kids, play with my children, you know, be able to move around as I, you know, would freely do. I'd have to wait, you know, for ages. Now I realize and have learned from these situations, especially where I'm in such a vulnerable state where my body isn't functioning the way it, it, it can. So me stressing myself out isn't going to help the situation. So let's not even go there. Me getting anxious isn't going to change anything. Me being stressed isn't going to change anything. Me getting into depression isn't going to change anything. It's not going to make things better. So the only way is to find a solution, and which is what I did. So that's the first thing. I took some painkillers. I found a comfortable position. I sat there. My son was able to jump on my... He, he sat on my stomach, which actually took the pressure off my back. So that was cool. He was almost kind of playing. He was playing Humpty Dumpty, so he kept sliding off onto the floor. So I was still able to kind of entertain, which was really nice. Um, and my daughter, bless her, she's so sweet. She's five. My son's two, my daughter's five. When I sat up, because uh, I had to dress my son, I was helping my wife. My wife had to go and do some some Christmas shopping, and she was taking the kiddies out. And I was going to go, but obviously I can't now because I can't move. So I just helped out where I could. And my daughter was rubbing my back. She's like, right, daddy, I'm going to I'm gonna do some magic on your back. I'm going to do some healing. So she was rubbing my back. And um, it is so nice because it helps. It really does help. <laughs> it really does. It helps because I don't have to be stressed. It actually makes me feel even calmer and more grateful because my five-year-old daughter has 
so much love for me that she just wants to help. And before I'd be, no, no, don't do it. Whereas now I'm like, yeah, okay, help daddy. And she does. And, you know, and it makes her feel really helpful because she really is. She's amazing. And when you're listening to this one day, baby, you are amazing. And I'm so grateful for all the times you've helped me. And um, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Like going through this experience has been so tough. And, you know, it's making me feel a big emotional, but it's so beautiful because my family have been here, my friends have been here, and and, and, I, and I'm going to touch on a few things uh, that have kind of upset me this week, but I, I also want to um, also touch on the facts that I do understand how tough this journey must be for, for, the other, for other people. I always talk about the positives, and that's me, that's who I am, and I know that that's not everybody. But I'm not going to change who I am. I'm not going to stop being who I am to please other people. I've done that my whole life. And, um, you know, it actually impacted me, made me sick, made me go into depression, made me go into addiction, you know. And and I almost kind of, you know, when I actually became worse, you know, trying to please everybody else. And, you know, instead of actually looking after me. So I made a very conscious decision when I came into recovery, which was seven and a half years ago, to never do that again. I'm never going to change who I am. I'm always going to improve that, but I'm never going to change. I'm always going to improve, but I'm never going to change to suit everybody else. And one of the things, if you want to take something else away from this, don't ever change yourself to suit anybody else. If they don't like who you are, then that's on them. Because a lot of the times it's other people's problems. Other people put their problems on you. And, you know, and all of a sudden you then change and it makes you feel sick. So now here's the thing. If somebody is giving you advice, if somebody's being honest with you, because some of the things you are doing is actually causing harm, then listen. Listen, because there is an, there is uh, areas of improvement there. And if you can if you can see the difference between the two and you can actually make adjustments for yourself where you think actually do you know what what you said makes sense i know that these are areas that i can look at i can take responsibility and accountability for these things and i'm going to do that because it's going to improve me and if you can do those things if you can see the difference between somebody attacking you somebody not taking accountability and responsibility for themselves and actually putting their pain and their problems and their own traumas onto you, changing you instead of changing themselves, if you can tell the difference between that kind of behavior and someone giving you advice, somebody being very caring, very loving and saying, listen, I think you know you should look at some of these things because it's going to help you. And it's obviously upsetting the other person as well. You will know the difference. If you can tell the difference, then... Keep those beautiful people around you because those people who are honest and they hold you accountable and they're there to help you to grow, those people surround yourself with them. You know, the people that want to bring you down and they bitch and moan about your positivity and, you know, and they talk shit behind your back. Get rid of those people because those people bring nothing but problems. You know, they bring nothing but pain and suffering into your life. And, you know, my suggestion is get rid of those people. And that's one of the things that I have done. And um, the reason I want to talk about that is because I had an experience this week 
with a quarter equina syndrome group that I joined. And I was, I dropped them a message because, um, because they stopped posting my, my stuff. And I didn't see any of my posts, you know, I saw other people's stuff. Um, and I was a little bit concerned because I don't post anything negative. I don't, I'm not trying to sell anything. I don't argue with anyone. The only thing that I post is I always try to post updates, you know, of my own journey. And I also, you know, posted the, the podcast, which, you know, was, was welcomed, you know, the, the first few episodes, there was so much positive feedback. Even when I was in hospital, I was posting my journey and I had people messaging me privately. So I messaged a group admin and said, look, what's going on? Why have you stopped allowing my post to go through? And they basically said, which again, I can only take the feedback from them. I don't know whether it's true or not. Um, my gut feeling is it, that doesn't seem very true, but they basically just said to me that um, some people had complained about my posts um, because some people, obviously their journeys have been very different. You know, these people haven't had the the journey that I've had, although you know, to begin with, my journey was excruciating. I was in excruciating pain, you know, and then I had surgery and the surgery, thank God, was successful and the pain disappeared. But this this situation left me paralyzed. So I've had to learn to walk again. And I've basically been sharing the journey of, you know, just me learning to walk again, you know, and just the the things that I've been struggling with and the positive things around it and what I've been trying to do to you know to um to help someone hopefully and like i said 99% of people who have posted who have replied people who have messaged me privately and there's been tons of people who have said thank you so much for sharing your story it's helped me so much you know you've really given me you know a, a boost of confidence you know for me to keep doing what i'm doing and it's been wonderful because I've never been through this. I'm not doing this for anybody else, to be honest. Like I'm doing this for me. I just, you know, I basically just shared on that group because of just some hope that it could help someone. And it really was. It really was helping. So I messaged them and said, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, that's the last thing I want. If there is maybe one or two people who are really upset, please tell me who they are because I'd love to make amends. And that's just part of my 12-step recovery process. That's just how I live my life. I would never want to cause harm to anybody. So I offered to make amends and um, they pretty much ignored me. You know, I said to them, look, it, it sounds really strange, you know, that you're not even responding to me. And obviously, you know, I'd like to make amends if that, you know, if, if that's possible or I can make some amends, you know, and obviously can you post it? Nothing. They just completely ignored me. And none of my posts have, have gone through. So um, I can kind of comment on other people's things, but they haven't posted any of my stuff, which is um, which is really weird. I'll be honest with you. You know, I'm just going to kind of speak my truth here. And I, and I did say to them, what I find really strange is, one, you're not really responding to, to me so we can find a solution. And two, 
how are you banning positive posts that are helping, you know, tons of people. There are thousands of people in that group. And I've had God knows how many messages from people telling me how my posts helped them. And they've been really positive. So what I'm trying to kind of understand from them, their mentality as admins is how, why are you blocking positive posts and that are actually, that have actually been helping people? Like, can you just give me an answer? Like, what's the solution here? What do you suggest? Nothing. There's been nothing. And so for me, it, it, it just blows my mind. It blows my mind that a group which should be there to help and support other people um, have actually blocked me, have actually banned me. They don't allow any of my posts to go through. I can comment on other things, but they don't. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um because they're admins, I guess they have to approve. That's the word I'm looking for. They have to approve my post to go through. They're not approving any of my posts. So I've actually stopped posting now because there's no point in me doing it. Um, but it just, yeah, it blows my mind. And I'm not going to kind of name and shame the group because, you know, there are, you know, there, there, there is obviously people in these groups. But it's just, um, I think it's it's sad, to be honest. I get other people's situations. And honestly, I always send, if I ever see anybody's situation, you know, when people are struggling, I always comment positively, sending them loads of love, loads of healing, uh, you know, loads of, you know, positivity. And no one has ever commented back and said, go fuck yourself, you know, Mr. Positive, you know, you're an arsehole. No one's ever said that. People have always even commented back and said, thank you so much. You know, you're really kind. So, Again, it blows my mind how none of my posts have been approved, yet when I'm still making positive comments on the group, uh, even people who are really struggling, the feedback has always been positive from the person who's posted. So, yeah, I don't know what's going on there, but uh, I think one of the things that I want to highlight, it's not I don't want to keep banging on about the group, but just that kind of mentality for me, doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me because if I was hating, I was being arrogant, I was being ignorant, I was swearing, I was causing issues, I get it. Kick me off the group. You know, I I, I would, I, you know, I, I yeah, I, I completely agree with that. But if I'm just sharing my own experience on something that I have never been through myself, I've never experienced this myself, um, it actually makes me feel quite rejected. That's the truth. It actually makes me feel quite rejected. And I've grown up being rejected. I've kind of worked through that stuff. So it doesn't really trigger me, but it's it's quite sad, you know, that I'm trying to, you know, I just wanted to share my experience and, you know, a group that's supposed to be an open group, I thought, you know, where we can share our experiences and help and inspire others. Um, it's... Um, yeah, it's quite mind-blowing, really. And again, I do sympathize, by the way, that some people are not having the same journey. I get that. I completely understand. And I sympathize. And, you know, and but what do we do then? And this is where I'd love to hear from you. You know, drop it in the comments. You know, let me know your feedback. I'd love to hear from you. What do we then do then as a society? Do we block positivity out of everybody else's life? Or... You know, like what what what's the solution here? 
I understand about being mindful, but then do you stop being yourself to please everybody else? Or is it something that, you know, we can all work together in understanding that, okay, well, actually this person is just posting something positive. I understand that it's not, it's not my experience. And you know what? Can I take something from this? You know, and obviously for me, can I tone it down a little bit? You know, I'll, I'll be mindful about that. But again, I'm not kind of going, yay, look at me and fuck you. Like, if that's not the case, I'm not rubbing it in anybody's face. I'm just, again, every time, and I've been so mindful of this, so mindful of it, because there was just a bit of a gut feeling that I knew that possibly something like that was going to happen. There were times when I didn't even want to post, but then what do you do? You don't post you just avoid doing it like what what's the solution then so what i try to do is i was very mindful around what i was posting very mindful and i always try to post things that were positive just to try and give people the guidance and and information that can help you somewhere down the line and you know one of the things that you know, I can't help people, you know, go through their own journeys. You know, I can't do that. You have to do your journey yourself, you know, and I've learned through me and I've learned through, you know, reading books, doing research, you know, trying things on myself that actually I can heal myself. And I've done that over the last three months. And I believe that I can. I believe that I can 110% and I'm doing it every single day. Every single day I'm doing it. I'm getting stronger and stronger every single day. That's my belief. And I'm just trying to share my belief in hope that somebody who's really struggling, who's really going through it, can kind of go, do you know what? I've got nothing left here. What's the worst that can happen? Let me fucking try what this guy's doing. Because surely he's doing something that's working. So let me try. That's the only, that's, that's all I'm trying to share. I'm trying to reach that person who's at the worst fucking possible journey, whether that's mental health addiction, called a requiner syndrome, if you're struggling, you're in pain, you can heal yourself. You can heal yourself. And you can heal yourself by the things that I've talked about from the beginning of the podcast up until now. Everything, the solution, it's all about the solution. What do you want to get out of it? What do you want to get out of this? You know, you can stop yourself from being in pain. You can. You can by going into your mind, by going into the pain, by doing breath work, by doing meditation, calming the mind, calming the body, calming the nerves. You can do that. Like I said, this morning, I pulled my back. I'm lying down now. I'm not in pain. Sure, if I move, I'm going to be. But I can get myself in situations where that stops. I can get myself in a situation where I can concentrate. I can breathe into this and eventually my pain will go. My pain will go. I will make it go. I've learned and I continue to learn and, and master my mind to do what I want it to do. I am my own medicine. I am my own pharmacy and I'm learning. I'm not uh, you know, a, a guru by any means, but I've learned certain things that have proven to me that I can do anything with my body. And that's all I'm trying to share, you know? And so, you know, it, you can take it however you like, 
I'm not here to please anybody. But what I am here to do is find the person, whether that's one man, one woman, that's a hundred of you, that's a thousand, that's a million, that's a billion of you who are looking for a solution, who are looking for a way out of your problem. And you, you are a solution-based person, but you don't know how to. This is what I'm about. I am about finding how to, how to, how to overcome quarter requirement syndrome, how to learn to walk again, how to overcome this back pain problem, how to make my bladder and my bowel work again, how to. I command everything that I've done, I've commanded, I've commanded my bladder to go back to its perfect condition to his perfect function. I commanded my bowels to do exactly the same. I commanded my hips, my legs, my feet to do exactly the same. I command it to go back to his perfect condition. I command it to wake up again. I command my nerves to grow, to work perfectly. I command my spine to go back to its perfect condition, to perfect health. I command that disc that was, that was you know, it was a medium degenerative disc to, to, to go back to its perfect health. I command my quarter requiner nerve to go back to its perfect health. And it goes back to its perfect health. Over the three months, things are improving all the time. Like I said, my left foot is still waking up. But I command it every day and every day something twitches. Every day something happens. As I'm talking to you, my left foot starts twitching. I talk about it and it happens. So this is what I'm sharing. I'm sharing things that I'm doing for myself. Nothing more, nothing less. I can't tell you things that I can't do. That's it. I'm just sharing what I can. And when something happens, like now it's twitching, I go, oh, thanks. That's awesome. And I'm so grateful for it. That's what I do, literally. I say thank you, and I'm grateful. And I'll go, and I either say it out loud, I'm going so grateful that I managed to, you know, to, to go to the toilet. I actually managed to pass urine, you know, and when sometimes I look down, sometimes I have to, you know, I've had to, to, to use, you know, the, the, the muscles to do it. Now I kind of use the muscles. And then, you know, eventually when it just kind of runs by itself, now it's getting to that point, not even three months down the line, I look down, I go, Oh my God, I'm weeing by myself. I don't have to strain. It's getting to the point where it's only towards the end, you know, where it's kind of trickling and you just want to get the, the, the last bits out. And I'm like, oh, thank God. And I thank, you know, I say thank you. And I go, oh, I'm so grateful. I'm so proud of you. So proud of my bladder. Never thought I'd be saying stuff like that. But it works because my mind, my brain, that's the most powerful thing that commands everything that happens to my body. I'm telling it what to do. And it does it. Same with the bowel. And when it works, it works and I do the same thing. When my feet works, I say the same thing. When I take those steps, I do the same thing. You know, so when, you know, and, and that's what I'm trying to share. I'm sharing these solutions with you, the person who's struggling in life. If you're struggling with your mental health, what do you want when I struggled with mental health, I remember thinking to myself, I just want to be out of this. 
but what do you want to achieve? Like what, so, and, and, and I remember you hearing this voice and kind of going, okay, but how do you want to feel? I want to feel happy. Right now, I just want to feel happy because I was depressed. And the opposite of depression is, is, is happiness, is feeling happy. Because, you know, the, 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 the vibration of depression is low, fear, stress, depression, anxiety. These are low vibrational energies. I wanted to do the opposite. I wanted to feel happy, which was, you know, the opposite. I wanted to feel happy just to, to have the energy, to have the energy to get out of bed when I was feeling depressed. Just the energy to be able to pull my pants on, just to have the energy, you know, and feel happy to go and brush my teeth. Brushing my teeth made me feel good because my mouth didn't smell. And that then made me happy. And then I'd say to myself, oh, I want to go and have a shower. So I'd go and have a shower. And that made me feel happy. Do you see what I mean? These are solutions to everything. And then I'd go and get dressed. I put clean clothes on and that made me feel happy. And I'm getting emotional because it makes me feel happy. So these are happy emotions because I remember what it felt like feeling low like that, feeling depressed, not wanting to be here, having those really negative dark thoughts and then trying those things. So how do you want to feel? I want to feel happy. And that's how it started. Just started with me just wanting to feel happy. And I got out of depression. So I knew when I went back into it, I got myself out of it by doing the same thing. So the next thing we'll go to and get some breakfast. And then I'd go to work that day. And then I go to and then I and then I repeat the same process the next day. And then eventually I get myself to the gym. And that made me feel really happy because I love training. And I started to find a solution to that problem. So when I'm depressed, this is what's going to make me happy. I get out of bed. I put clothes on. Put, you know, I get out of bed. I go to the toilet. I do my do's. I brush my teeth. I get in the shower. I put clean clothes on. I go to work. I go to the gym. I eat healthy foods. These things will make me happy. Do you see the solution? And do you know what the biggest solution off the back of all of those things, all of these little actions were gratitude. I was so grateful the fact that I did those things. And I started doing it every single day because I never wanted to go back there again. The last time I went into depression was over a decade ago. I think I had a small bout of it before I came into recovery. Which was over seven and a half years ago. And I never, ever went back there again. Never felt depressed ever again. Because I started practicing gratitude. I started being happy. I started doing my happy routine. What's going to make me happy? And that's what I did. I just did my happy routine. Because if I felt depressed and I didn't want to feel depressed, I needed to do something that made me happy. What's that for you? If you're feeling depressed, 
through quarter required if you're feeling depressed because you're struggling with your mental health you know if you're struggling with trauma what's going to make you happy what's your happy routine what can you do that's going to make you happy for today that's going to keep you here one more day and then repeat that cycle and then add to it and then add a gratitude be grateful at the end of that day. What are you grateful for at the end of that day? You did your happy routine. And then what, what are you grateful for at the end of the day? What's the five, 10 things you can be grateful for? And honestly, repeat that every single day and you will never be depressed again. And that's exactly what I did. And that's exactly what I do still today. And I've taken it up another notch because I'm having to learn to walk again. And I'm going through this challenge. But the routine hasn't changed. But I've rewired my brain to be grateful. And then when I'm stressed, when I'm anxious, I learn affirmations. I learn to take control and affirm things to myself. I affirm that I'm in control. Affirm that I'm here. I'm here, I'm present, I'm in the now. And if I needed to, I'll go into the happy routine. What's going to make me happy? What's going to give me strength? It doesn't have to be a happy routine. What's going, to, what's going to give you strength? What's going to give you courage? What's going to give you hope? What's that routine for you? Is it a happy routine? Is it a strength routine? Is it a courage routine? Is it a hope routine? What is it? Find that. That's your solution right there. That's the solution to that problem. That's the solution to depression. That's the solution to stress. That's the solution to anxiety. And once you have these solutions, you will never, ever, ever experience it again as long as you continue doing them. And here's the thing. It's on you. If you want to go back to your depression, that's on you because you know what the solution is. And it's on you. Because you control which way you go. Some people go, oh, you can't help yourself. That's a lie. Because if you can get yourself out of depression through your happy routine, you can stay out of it. Because if something presents itself that wants to bring you back down, well, you just say, no, what's going to make me happy right now? Hmm, I might go for a walk. I might go and call someone. I might go and read a book. So you always have a solution to the problem. So whatever that might be for you, you know, I hope that that helps you find that little solution for yourself, you know, because when you can find your solution, here's another thing. When you can find your solution, what's going to work for you? You start to build self-confidence and that brings you to another level. And when you can build self-confidence, you build self-respect, you build self-love, you build self-care, and you start to have self-love, self-care, self-respect, routines, because it's not happy routines anymore. You've upgraded now. Now you're self-confident. So it's a self-confidence routine. And that comes with self-love, self-care, self-respect. So Everything has to start from somewhere. Every solution starts from a problem. So problems are not really problems. They're a route to your solution. 
problems aren't really problems. They're just routes to your solutions. So when you really think about that, let that sink in. A problem is just a route to that solution. And once you've figured out what that solution is for you, start with a happy solution. That's the first one. And that happy solution can work for everything. If you're annoyed, if you're stressed, if you're angry, if you're resentful, what's the happy solution? What's your happy solution? What's going to get you out of this? And then allow yourself to get to that. Okay, this is what's going to make me happy. Take a few deep breaths. Go and do a meditation. Say something nice about that person you're angry with. Forgive them straight away. Because holding anger, holding resentment isn't going to make you happy. So what's the happy solution? Forgive them. Let go. Move forward. Because you're never going to hurt that person. The energy you're holding on to only hurts you. Listen to this. The energy you're holding on to you only hurts you. So remember to just forgive and let go, truly let go. Because when you do, you have nothing to hold on to. I have forgiven everything and everyone. I have nothing to hold on to. Nothing. Nothing to hold on to. I have nothing to, to there's no anger, there's no resentment, nothing. Not towards anybody, nothing, no family, no friends, not even that group. None of the admins, they're just doing their job. If I can add positivity through the comments, I'll do that instead. My negative mind, let me be honest, the negative thought popped in and just went, leave the group. And I was like, yeah, I can do. But my solution mind went, well, do you have to? Because if you see something, can you add value? Can you be of service then? Because the reason I do these things is just to be of service. That's it. I can keep this stuff to myself. I don't get paid to do any of this stuff. I don't get paid to share things online. I'm not an influencer. I'm just a man. I'm just a man going through a quarter requiner journey, and I'm just sharing my information for free. I don't get paid for this stuff. I do these things because I love to. I love doing them. That's it. And it helps. It does help me. It's a beautiful thing to do. I've learned, you know, the power of kindness. And let me share this. And I hope somebody from the Beowulf team, from CrossFit Beowulf, I hope somebody hears this. Because yesterday, my wife's car broke down. And, and it happened before. And somebody from the gym came over, Baz, came over helped us out, got the car fixed. Uh, this was about three weeks ago. And then it 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 broke down again. It turned out it was um, something to do with a starter motor. So the car obviously wasn't starting. It's winter now in the UK. So this is very typical. It happened to my car before a number of times. And you just kind of fix it. It's pretty, pretty, you know, pretty easy fix. So my wife drove to the gym because the car started again. So she drove to the gym just to test it out. The gym is literally like 
five minutes walk, but she just wanted to, you know, to see whether, you know, uh, it was drivable. And um, <laughs> she turned the car right outside the gym and didn't turn on. But the guys at the gym um, got together and, you know, and did everything that they could to get the car fixed. And um, honestly, this is the, the power of abundance. This is the power of gratitude. When you vibrate, when you get yourself to that level of gratitude and thanks and vibration, you know, like we didn't have a car. Our car had broken down. All of a sudden we had a choice of about three or four cars that we could choose from because people have said, look, you can have my car. In the end, there was like four people that just offered their car to us. And then not just that, the guys at the gym all came together and fixed the car. So now we have our car as well. So how spoiled were we? And honestly, I cannot be more grateful to, to, to the guys at the gym, you know, who, who pulled, the, you know, pulled their resources together and friends came out. There was a guy who's, who's a mechanic, mobile mechanic, came over to, to, to do a diagnostic on the car. And actually he just repaired it there and then. Honestly, like there is no amount of words. There is no amount of money that can, can, can say just how thankful I am um, to Tom and Baz and, and everybody else. There were other people there who, who I don't know who had just pulled together and they were going to do, you know, they were going to, you know, pull some, some funds together to, to help us to actually get the car fixed. So we weren't stuck during Christmas. Honestly, like you cannot write this stuff, but these things come when you're grateful, when you're thankful, when you're filled with, with love. And honestly, I love every single one of those people. Every single one of them. You will never know. You will if you listen to this. You will if you listen to this. Just how grateful and thankful I am. Because gestures like that, you know, they just, you know, and they weren't done for me. It's my wife's car. It's nothing to do with me. But just the gratitude and just the thanks to to, to those people who, who have come together, even our friends who come together and, you know, and, and offered their car and offered to help and offered to pick stuff up for us. Honestly, just absolute unconditional love, unconditional thanks. And just sending that energy right back to them, you know, that these people are just filled with health, wealth, abundance, prosperity. And this is how life works. You know, if, if you're struggling, if you're suffering, there is a solution right there, right there in front of you. You've just got to look for it. And if you can find that solution, if you can't, start with that happiness one. Start with the happiness one. What's going to make you happy? Start with a happy solution. Whatever you are struggling with right now, what's that happy solution? If you can start with that and you can do that, you will find a solution to every single one of your problems, I promise you. You will find a solution to every single one of your problems, I promise you. Because there is a happy solution to every single problem on this planet. 
And I just want to touch on something, you know, just to kind of finalize, you know, just really sending a load of love and light um, to Lisa, uh, Phil's wife. Phil was uh, a patient who was in hospital with me whilst I was at Aidenbrooks. I was there for five weeks. Phil came in, he had uh, brain surgery, he had seizure, and we were in a ward together for a few weeks and we got very friendly. He was an older gentleman. His wife, Lisa, you know, would always come in and speak to him. And, you know, we obviously, I got to meet his family and, you know, she got to meet mine. And obviously Phil and I, you know, eventually, you know, were always talking. He had very sense, very similar sense of humor to me. And, um, and yeah, when, when I left the hospital, you know, he, I dropped him an email and, you know, we sort of stayed in touch, but just through life and just recovering, you know, I, I didn't really, um, message as much as the, you know, as, as I wanted to. And, you know, Lisa messaged me the other day, um, which was the 24th of December telling me that Phil passed away. You know, he died, he had a heart attack, um, you know, in leaving the hospital, he wasn't well. And, um, you know, and there were some complications with him, unfortunately. And yeah, unfortunately, he he passed. And it was heartbreaking to to hear, you know, they were married for 48, 49 years. They were married. And um, you know, you 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 can really see, and this is one of the things that I'm also learning, the reason I'm sharing this, you know, and I'm sending all my love and all my light and condolences to to Lisa and her family. Um, you know, as they're, they're going to be going through this really tough time and obviously, you know, and leading up to Christmas as well, you know, it, you know, I just want to send them all the happiness and all the love in the world. Um, but one of the things that I've learned from this and the reason I'm sharing this experience is, you know, as you're, as you're listening to this, you know, hug your family, send people you love, love, send people that you're not friendly with, find forgiveness, forgive people, forgive, you know, move forward with things. Don't hold on to anger, resentment. You know, these things will only cause you pain, will only cause you suffering. Let go of these things. Life is so precious. Life is so precious. You know, we don't have a lot of time in this world. We don't. You know, but we can find happiness. There is happiness in everything in everything. And the one thing that will always bring you happiness is forgiveness, you know, really forgive people because we're not here forever. You know, we can come and go very quickly, very quickly, you know, and, and if there is one thing that this experience is teaching me is the, the, you know, how precious life is, how precious life is, how beautiful life is, you know, and how important it is to be with people that we love to channel everything that you are, to channel all the good things, to work through the tough things, to work through those challenges, because the more and more you do those things, the happier, the more fulfilled, the more enlightened you become. And as I said, proof's in the pudding. You know, if you're struggling, what's the happy solution? What's going to make you happy? And don't wish something negative on the other person, not even as a joke, you know, not even as a joke. Because when you find true happiness and you will wish true happiness in other people, that comes back to you tenfold. And it's the same if you wish something negative to other people. If you wish something negative on someone, 
that's going to come to you tenfold as well. Look at the car situation I've just explained. Look at how abundant that was. Look at how incredible that was. You know, so beautiful. And look, I hope you take something away from today. You know, it, it's so important that, you know, we, we, we experience life. If there are two things that are guaranteed in life is that we birth and that is one day we're going to die. We're going to go home. We're going to come out of this experience. So the one thing that gets never guaranteed is the middle bit. But that's the exciting part, which is the living, the living part. Live, live to the best of your abilities, because one day we are all going to go. And when you realize who you truly are, eventually you will go, actually, I'm looking forward to that day. But I don't want it to come just yet because I'm having fun. I am and I'm having fun in life. And I want to enjoy these moments as much as I possibly can, because I know that tomorrow is not guaranteed. Tomorrow doesn't exist. It's only now. So enjoy these now moments to the best of your ability, because one day for all of us, it will be over. Have an amazing day. Enjoy your life. And I will see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. And if you want to find out more about how you can overcome issues caused by mental health, go to alexdesilva.co.uk. That's www.alxdasilva.co.uk. See you on the next one. Be great, be fantastic, and be absolutely phenomenal. Take care.